All right, let's make this happen in four, three, two, one. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose. We are doing our first live stream of the Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Mr. Fermi, welcome back. That's right. We're doing it live. Love that. A little twist for this year. I'm happy to be back. Happy for college football. Right around the corner, we got, what, maybe 20 days till we kick off. Got Little League World Series. We got NFL. It's a great time for sports. This is one of those where we we started recording and then we had a little bit of a screw up. We came back into it. It ended. So we're going to be trying to do these live streams now uh, this season. Podbean has really helped us out with a lot of dual recording. We'll do things with our Maction guys. We'll have Mr. Grom, Mr. Romes. We'll have The Rock back on. We'll have Mr. Carl. We'll have Action Jackson. We'll bring it all on this season. Um, we're going to probably keep our Wednesday-Saturday format. Wednesday, we'll go over all the games, and then Saturday morning, we'll have our coffee and quick picks because who else doesn't want to be up at 7 in the morning talking about college football? My question, Mr. Fermi, is going back to what we talked about for here before, so since no one's heard it, might as well go over it again. Quite a crazy offseason. A lot of offseason uh, in the transfer portal, a lot of offseason moves in, in the coaching realm. What do you think coming into this season? Take one or two minutes here to kind of segue us into our win totals. Yeah, so the transfer portal is a big, I mean, it was groundbreaking this year compared to previous years. Uh, Just doing some research over the last couple of weeks and just trying to keep up with all the offseason stuff. I Going through rosters and depth charts, I see a lot of familiar names on a lot of new teams, mostly quarterbacks that really jumped out of me. Guys like Bo Nix heading west to Oregon. Michael Penix is also west. He's at Washington. Adrian Martinez packs up from Nebraska and heads to Kansas State. Emory Jones is out west, left Florida. I think he landed at Arizona State. Of course, Caleb Williams made a lot of news in the offseason, too, um, leaving Oklahoma to go to to USC, Gabriel Martin or Gabriel Davis leaving UCF to go to Oklahoma. Like so many big name quarterbacks with successful careers, uh, packed up their bags and, and entered the portal. So I'm really anxious to see what that means. I mean, all, you're going to see these guys in different systems that you're accustomed to them, you know, growing up in and, and not playing in. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Like you said, a lot of coaching changes too. And when the, when all the dust settles, I think you're still going to be staring at Alabama, Ohio State, I think, you know, led by their two quarterbacks. It's going to be tough for me to think otherwise at this stage of the season. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity uh, to bet. Uh, you know, I, I picked up DraftKings. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, times to bet in-game this year that I'm going to take advantage of. I think that there's a lot of opportunity to bet on some teams later in the season. Uh, you know, usually I'm kind of an earlier over better, and then I kind of try to reposition myself. I'm really going to take a serious look here going into week zero and week one to see all these different adaptations, to see all how these different offenses and defenses are unfolding. One right off the top for me, Pitt University, you're coming in, making, make, making it known that while you're not a Pitt fan, you're certainly going to be cheering for them this year. Yeah, so I really like their season win total over eight and a half. 
I know they lost a lot. They lost Pickett to the NFL. They lost to Addison in the transfer portal, who was the Bolitnikoff winner last year. He's going to USC. And, I, and they lost some talent up front on defense. But they reloaded with that talent on defense. They got Slovis to take over for Pickett, which I don't think he's at the same level, but I think he'll be a very good game manager. And I still think their defense is going to be really, really good. Um, the strength this year is going to be their offensive line. All five offensive linemen are back with 145 career starts total, which is a pretty crazy number for college football. And their top three running backs return. Their D-line is going to be a top five unit probably in the, in the country. And their secondary is going to be pretty sneaky. I like their schedule. They dodged Clemson, NC State, and Wake in the Atlantic. So their toughest Atlantic opponent is going to be Louisville, who's projected to finish fourth in the Atlantic. And then in the Coastal, the last game of the year is going to likely be for that Coastal title, and that is on the road at Miami. At early season, they got West Virginia, Tennessee, and Western Michigan. And I think I think they easily grind out nine. Don't be surprised if they win 10 games regular season. You know, it is hard for me. Uh, I'm trying not to cheer for Pitt, and I'm trying not to cheer for Penn State. I was looking at their win season total as well. Um, it, it's hard to argue with you, right? West Virginia at home, they should beat them. Tennessee, supposed to be better. Okay, let's just put that in the maybe column. But Western Michigan, Rhode Island, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, and that, and Virginia Tech's a homecoming game, and they have a bye week after that. They're at least five and one by October fifteenth. Now you got to win four games: Louisville, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke, and Miami. Realistically, the three in the middle are good to go. Syracuse, Virginia, and Duke should all be wins for Pitt. So who are they going to beat? Louisville, North Carolina, or Miami? Fermi, I'd have to believe they're going to win at least one of those those three games. Yeah, I, I like them to at least get eight and a half. You wouldn't believe it, Fermi, but my first pick of the year is an under. I'm going to go. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts and just listening to a lot of guys talk, and I got talked into it. Um, but then after really taking a look at the schedule and looking at what they're going to be putting on the field here, Georgia Tech is awful. They are absolutely and totally awful. Do you know the last time that we took a Georgia Tech over and really, really celebrated together was Romer, the Philadelphia Homer's wedding. And that was in 2018. And they beat Bowling Green 63 to 17. Fermi, since that 2018 season, they have had a total of nine wins. They lost their last two games of the year last year, a hundred to nothing. Who are they going to get four wins against? And I, they lost their best player. I, I haven't even got to that, but go ahead. You can touch on that. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs is now the starting running back for Alabama, and he is he is their best he was their best player. Um yeah, I'm I'm on board with you on the under. I, I apologize for interrupting. No, please don't. Please don't. You got more. You got more stats than I do. I'm playing on emotion. Three and a half. I mean, come on, guys. Look at this. Cle uh, the first six games: Clemson, Western Carolina, Mississippi, at UCF, at Duke, uh, and I'm sorry, at Pittsburgh, and then Duke at home. Okay. Best case scenario: 
fine. Two and zero. I mean, two, two, two and uh, two and four there because they ain't beating Clemson, Mississippi, UCF, or Pittsburgh. Period. Point blank. Now the last six games of the year: Virginia at home, at Florida State, at Virginia Tech, Miami at home, at North Carolina, at Georgia. Okay, give me one team that you think that they can beat. Let's just say Virginia. How are they going to beat Florida State, Virginia Tech? Uh, Virginia Tech is actually worse than Virginia. So let's give them Virginia Tech because I don't think they beat Virginia. Uh, for me, I don't see four wins. This one is going on the docket. Georgia Tech, under three and a half. Put it on the books for the goose. I like it. I like it. Now, going over to the Big 12, I, I'll be, I will be brief. Of course, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer here, but I also have to be realistic. You know, I, I got to meet Joey McGuire last week when I was down at Texas Tech for a book signing, and it was phenomenal. Unbelievable guy. Came right up. I looked at him, and he he was like, kind of made eye contact with me. Like, are you actually looking at me? And I said, are you who I think you are? And he goes, you know, I am. And I was in that, you know, that Texas accent. And um, I got a picture with him. I was a total fanboy. Didn't get to talk to him about any football. Just told him I respect what he's doing and appreciate all the recruiting. But for me, they are years away, I think. I think at least two years away. Murray State should be a W. Their total's five and a half. Houston, they they have, boy, Houston's going to be tough this year. NC State, they're going to be tough this year. Texas, at Kansas State, more on them later. At Oklahoma State, bye week. West Virginia, then Baylor at home, back-to-back. At TCU, that's going to be a better team. Should be Kansas, should be Iowa State, and then end with Oklahoma. Fermi, I don't see six games on that docket. If they get to it, I'm happy. But you have a play on Kansas State. And that's one of the reasons I don't believe that Tech can hit that six-win mark because you're saying that Kansas State is going to go over their win total. And for me, I have to believe you. Yeah, I really like Kansas State this year. Six and a half is the number. Um, And a big reason why, and hopefully I don't fall victim to the Adrian Martinez hype again, but um, I do like that he transferred in. And I think he's going to be a good fit for that offense. They have Deuce Vaughn at running back, who is one of the most underrated players in all of the country. He is so shifty and quick. He's versatile. He runs very hard, even though he's very undersized. But he is a very tough runner, good pass catcher. The other thing I really like about what they did this offseason, they have Colin Klein at offensive coordinator. And he was the he was a very good quarterback at Kansas State um, and broke a lot of records. Um there and he was very versatile he was a running style quarterback primarily but he could spread the ball around colin klein is bringing in a little bit more of a spread and what that's going to do is open up the run game as long as adrian martinez can complete some passes and i think there's going to be a lot of quick hitters to get him comfortable in the pocket and if he could start stretching the field watch out because we know he can run with his legs and Deuce Vaughn is going to have a lot of receptions. They're going to be swinging balls out to him, running screens. They're going to try to get him the ball as much as possible in open field. And I really like this offense. Their defense is going to be pretty stellar. They Both both sides of the ball has seven returning starters. They're coming off eight wins last year. They went eight and five total. And this year, the over-under is six and a half. And I think their team only got better. So I really like Kansas State over over six and a half wins. For me, they do play Texas Tech in a weird sandwich game. They go at Oklahoma. 
Then they have Texas Tech at home, and then they have uh, at Iowa State, and then a bye week. They should start three and zero. I mean, goodness gracious, they put up forty two points in their in their bowl game against LSU. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, if that is a a signal for what's what's ahead, boy, I'll be looking to play those overs against Mizzou and Tulane in weeks two and three. And then you might even need to look at one in uh, in week four there against Oklahoma. The only question is for me. Um, and I'm not sure if you you fully addressed this. Maybe you did. Do you trust their defense? Are they are they going to be pretty stout? I think they're going to be pretty solid. I mean, they have a lot. They have seven returning starters, and they're going to be tough. But I mean, I don't know a ton about their defense. But they're going to be ball controlled. They're going to be running the ball. They're also going to spread it out. So I I just think the, the offense will dominate their side of the ball, and I think their defense is going to be just solid. Um, you know, the Big 12 can certainly get into a lot of shootouts. And if they're on the field a lot, of course they're going to give up points. But I think their offense is good enough this year to outscore teams and win. I really do. For me, you may have lost me whenever you had said, you're talking about solid teams here. Did I hear you say in our conversation before we started that you're going to bet on New Mexico State? Yeah, you heard me right. Their season win total, the line is three, and it's even money right now at plus 100. They averaged two wins the last four years, so it's not looking good. But they had a lot change during the offseason. Jerry Kill is their new coach. Last year, he ended the year as the interim coach at TCU, and they knocked off Baylor, right? They, that was a big upset. He brought a new staff with him. He also brought a redshirt freshman transfer running back, Amante Watkins, from TCU. And he boosted their recruiting class because in 2023, they're headed to the Conference USA. So I really like what they've done in the offseason. On top of that, their defense has nine returning starters. And they have the fourth easiest schedule in all of the FBS. I think they're going to they're going to hit the ground running on defense. Their offense will get a boost with their incoming talent. Jerry Kill is very much a ball control like offense. He's going to lean on the running game. He's going to like he's just going to um control the clock to the best of his abilities. The schedule they open on August 27th at home against Nevada. That sounds like a loss. I'm here to tell you this game is going to be pretty close. Nevada lost their head coach, Carson Strong, and their top seven wide receivers. They only returned six total starters. The line is 10.5 right now. New Mexico State is getting 10.5. I will be taking the points in week one. Woo! Aggressive. No Name love, name the other wins you think they have on that schedule for me. Hold on, let me get let me let me look at it one more. How time. how many how many do you need again? Uh, three, four to win, but three three pushes. They should beat Lamar. They should beat Massachusetts, and they should beat New Mexico. And you know who else is a trash team? Hawaii and FIU. For me, that's actually not a bad play. Right. Yeah. Hawaii. FIU is not good. They're awful. And Hawaii, Hawaii's, Hawaii's coach is Timmy Chang coming back, baby. That'll be fun. That team is a dumpster fire right now. Like, that is not 
that, that they're so bad. They're going to be awful, Hawaii, this year. FIU is and trash. State is going to be able to contain them. Hawaii's defense is going to be awful. Oof. So it's three and a half, right, Fermi? You got to get four. Or do you need five? Is it four? And then I you... need four. I four to win. It's it's three is the line right now. Oh my goodness! You can even push. Yeah, that's oh. why I love it. Even money push. My goodness, I might have to take that with you. Oh, 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 oh they're so trash. Speaking of trash, you you mentioned them. Nevada has fallen apart. So um, a guy I met, he 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 played at uh, West Texas A and M, and he played in uh, for the San Diego Chargers back when I was down in Tech. Um, really nice guy. I won't say his name, but he is up in Colorado State right now as one of their their coaches. I'm not sure specifically for if it's just for line or if he's also doing recruiting. Uh, but that's where Norvell went. He went up to Colorado State. He basically took his entire staff up there. Um, and, you know, you, you speak of Nevada. Well, if, if you like New Mexico State, uh, Fermi, I mean, Phil Steele has Nevada worse than UNLV this year. I'm going to have to assume that you're not going to be taking their season win total over. No, and I, I actually have it on my sheet. I may take the under. It's at four and a half, and I like the under. I mean, they have a really easy schedule, but I think they are going to be bad. They have a first-time head coach in Ken Wilson. Um, never, No head coaching experience prior to this. He's been a defensive coordinator elsewhere. And they have six total returning starters, just two on offense. Lost all their weapons. Except Toa Tua, Tua Taua, I don't even know how to say his name. And aside from him, they are, I mean, they're, they're going to be atrocious. I think this is going to be one of the biggest step back in, uh, in all of college football compared to last year. For me, one of my favorite picks this year is actually not a season win total, but it's actually a conference win total. And I was really struggling. I, I know that BYU doesn't have a conference, so I was looking at their win total. And I, I was totally wrong about them uh, last year. But I like Air Force conference wins over five and a half games. They bring Daniels back as their quarterback. They've got eight on offense in total, seven on defense. I mean, they are legit, in my opinion. And so I look at their schedule and how it unfolds, okay? Northern Iowa and Colorado, whatever. They're going to beat Wyoming this year. They're going to beat Nevada. There's two right there. Navy's out of conference, but they have Navy at home. They're going to pound Navy. And I know that's like kind of a game that you got to kind of get up for because it does go for the Commander-in-Chief trophy. But they have Utah State at Utah State the following week. That's going to be a big game. At UNLV, that should be a win. That's three. They're going to beat New Mexico. That's four. They're going to beat Colorado State. That's five. In my opinion, this comes down to Boise State at home, at Utah State, or at San Diego State. And I'll be okay because I think Air Force will be the favorite in that San Diego State game. And so if I have to hedge a little bit or get some money line down on or even take the points, so that I can even try to, to double it up. For me, I definitely see six or seven, win, at least six, if not seven, conference wins for Air Force. I actually like their season win total over as well, too. But I'm going to keep what is it. That? Uh, it's at eight and a half. 
Yeah, I like that over as well. They're going to be favored in probably 10 games. At least. At least. If you look at Northern Iowa, Colorado, Wyoming, Nevada, and Navy, they should start 5-0. and If they beat Utah State, the train is rolling. They're going to pound UNLV. They're going to be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7-0 and by the time that they hit Boise State. They have to win two more games. One of them is against Army, New Mexico, Colorado State, and San Diego State, removing Boise State out of the situation. Come on. I think it's a no-brainer. Put me on that over 5.5 for the Air Force Falcons. Calhoun's a heck of a coach. He is just as, if not better, than Ken Niamatumala right now out of Navy. I really believe that. Those guys, I have so much respect for them. I, I think it's really understated for me how loyal these guys are to the service academies and what they do when they get there. It, 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 uh, uh, Monkin is in his ninth year at Army. Look what he's done. I mean, he had one half a bad year in, in, in 2019. Ten wins, 11 wins, five wins, then nine wins, then nine wins again. I mean, they're competitive in bowl games. Man, it, I feel bad for Navy. I really do. I, I'd like to take them. I think their season win totals at, at like four and a half. Fermi, Ken is in trouble. 15th year overall, he gets an 11-win season in 2019 um, and just has fallen apart. Three wins and four wins. I don't see four wins for Navy. I'm sorry, I don't see five wins for Navy. Uh, it's it's going to be tough this year for them. So if I'm going to pick a service academy to go over on, not cheer for, but go over on, it's going to be the Air Force Falcons for me. I like that, and I like how they they started to open up their offense a little bit. Daniels threw for over a thousand yards last year, and that's coming from a team that obviously is primarily option and didn't throw for for years. But I like how they're starting to become a little bit more dual threat. And I mean, Daniels has a good arm on. Sure, but I mean, other than him, mind you, he had eight hundred and eight rushing yards. Their top rusher, Roberts, is coming back. 13 over 1300 yards 13 touchdowns here's another thing don't be surprised if they hit some overs man i'm telling you that they, they, they're gonna their defense is stout too i mean they are they, they're gonna be tough this year uh on defense phil Steele has them you know under 22 points a game i can see that but i can also see them putting up over 30 a game so if their overs are in the mid 50s uh, i'd seriously take a look at that for me um, where do you want to go from here? I have a couple, uh, I have a, a couple more for me, but I'm wondering what you're thinking. Give me two more in a row here for me. Go ahead and go back to back. All right. So I like, I like Bowling Green <laughs> over four wins. They're coming off a four and eight season. This is the most veteran team in all of the FBS. They have 18 starters coming back. They've added a couple of couple players key pieces through the portal and some incoming freshmen that are going to contribute they only lost two offensive offensive linemen and two from their secondary everybody else is back this is scott leffler's best team since he came in four years ago and i you probably remember matt mcdonald from the maction episodes he's going to take a big step forward this year as their quarterback i think he's going to be sneaky sneaky good quarterback in the mac this year out-of-conference out schedule isn't that easy. That's the one downside, aside from Eastern Kentucky. But I still think they can win four. four oh, they really need to win five to win the bet, but a push at four. Um, so they're going to have to cause a little chaos in the MAC, which we know is very normal. 
it will be very exciting to hear back. We will have our Maction boys on that. Do you think that there you're going to get at least two votes on that? Over under two and a half of them believing that Bowling Green will go over their win total for me. Do I think? Do I think they will? Yes. Do I? Do you think that Stritz or Zans will, will that both of them will agree with you? I doubt it. I think they're going to be split in that one. Ooh. But I haven't talked to either of them about it, so. I still think I'm going to take the over. I like it. So what what are we going with? What's your second one here, Fermi? All right. So my second one, I think I might go back to the well. You know my favorite pick last year, and I loved following it. It was UTSA. This year, their line is eight and a half, and I think I'm going back to it. I know Romer will if I, if I, if I ask him to. He and I followed this very closely last year. Um, this year uh, – they, of course, lost Sincere McCormick. He went to the NFL. But I'm telling you, they have a ton of talent. Frank Harris is back at quarterback. His top two targets are back. And hit their, their offensive line is going to be really stellar in Conference USA. Um, I think their offense is going to be borderline unstoppable in Conference USA. The only team in Conference USA that I can see them even being a threat is UAB. I think UAB is going to be solid. Outside of that, I think it's really a two-horse race between them and UTSA. I actually, UTSA gets Houston, Army, and Texas, who are three very, very good opponents. But I think all they have to do is either beat UAB, Houston, Army, or Texas. And I think they, they run the table with everybody else. I think one win out of those four games, and they, they have nine wins. I'm actually going to pick UAB to win Conference USA. Uh, Bill Clark left due to health reasons, but they he they promoted from within. It was his it was his guy that he wanted to be promoted up. I think that um, if they beat UTSA and they have them at home, which is incredibly beneficial to them, I think that they'll have the Conference USA championship game. They are uh, a tough tough team. Hopkins is back. Um, you have uh, uh, McBride, who had 1,400 yards rushing. They have their top receiver from last year back. Uh, man, uh, the Blazers, a team that was lost, <laughs> right, has came back and has, in the other than the COVID year, um, has made four bowls and won two of them. They beat BYU. That's a heck of a game to win at the end of the season last year for me as an underdog. I gotta believe. I, I I'll agree with you that UA that UTC all the use UTSA can go over their win total, but I gotta I gotta think that the Blazers are gonna pull this one out in the Conference USA Championship this year. I I think that they're a legitimate contender. I also can't buy into the over eight and a half on the um, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. I find it hard to believe that they're going to lose the all-time passing leader. And they're going to be better. I mean, the dude almost threw for 6,000 yards. He was 32 yards away. I'm sorry, 33 yards away from 6,000 yards. They They lose their offensive coordinator. He goes to Texas Tech. Whoop, whoop. Fermi, how? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Austin P. Hawaii, Indiana. Could be 3-0, at least 2-1. FIU's bad. Troy's not bad. UTSA 
UAB, at Charlotte, at Auburn. FAU is going to be a tough team this year. That's not a guaranteed win. Fermi, I can see on here five losses for them and and potentially a sixth one. I can't do it if we're sticking in Conference USA. I don't know if you have any additional thoughts on that. I don't have many thoughts on, on Western Kentucky aside from Bailey Zappi, of course. You can't really replace that. Um, he was insane last year. Uh, I agree with you. Are you going to actually take that under? Am I hearing two unders out of Goose? Week one on the pod. So I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit, again, I I, I I don't remember if I said it this show or if I said it the other one. Um, you know, I, I'm using DraftKings now to kind of do a couple additional bets to try to get the best lines available. Um, it has been uh, easier for me. I made a mistake last year with Penn State and, and another one where I was a half point off using a different site. And so I'm trying to actually parlay it. I just want to put one down. Just for fun, I, I know that's kind of against you know what I believe in, but I just don't want to tie up five six hundred dollars on uh, win totals. So I'm going to try to do the best I can to pick what I think will certainly win, and then potentially maybe hedge a couple games at the end uh, if I need to. Uh, I like UAB plus two thirty to win the conference. Georgia Tech under three and a half is minus one twenty. Air Force is over uh, five and a half conference season wins, minus 125. The other one that I have, I was looking at that under for Western Kentucky. Uh, the, the other one that I'm looking at for me uh, is an old Conference USA team now in the Sun Belt, and I got burned by them last year, is Southern Miss. This team did not literally have a quarterback throughout over half the season. I mean, it was embarrassing. Frank Gore was winning games for them. He won the last two games of the year running a Wildcat. I I, I, I lost uh, with them on Troy week three because I said I took a uh, uh, an under in the second half and it hit because Troy fumbled the ball and then Southern Miss <laughs> takes it back for a touchdown. It was just awful. It was just awful. But uh, they can't be that bad. Again, they're getting Keys back, who had some experience at quarterback. He was nothing to write home to mom about. This team has nine returning starters on offense, seven returning on defense. They're going to be better. They're, I think they're going to be dangerous in the Sun Belt. They're lucky because they're on the right side. If they were on the App State, Marshall, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, Old Dominion side, I'd say no way. That East is loaded. If I were to take some unders, I would take it on that side because ODU is tough. James Madison, no one really knows about, but, I mean, look at their track record back in FCS. I mean, they're pretty good. So you're looking at three-and-a-half conference wins for Southern Miss. Okay, Arkansas State is terrible. Uh, They should beat ULM. They're terrible. There's two. They're at Troy. Texas State, who is everyone's darling, but they haven't done anything. And then they have South Alabama at home. I certainly believe they can win two of those three games in conference. Give me over for the Golden Eagles of Southern Miss for me within their conference. That's a good bet. I know, and you love the Sun Belt. So I love I, that I, damn Sun Belt. 
surprised me. I, you know, for me, I, I again, we, we do the Maction podcast. Now that we're live streaming, I may give you the code. For me, you can just go in and start doing your old SEC talk like you did back in the day. You don't even need me anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I still need you. My last two, and I, I don't know that I'm even taking these, but two unders that I, were, I was looking at, Rutgers under four and Auburn under six and a half. I think they're both in – Obviously, they're both in very powerful conferences, and I think they're just, they're both on a downward spiral, to be honest. I think everybody, everybody else in their conference is better than them. I mean, Auburn is still solid, but I just think the top of the SEC is is going to be superior to Auburn. Rutgers, they, I think this could be a really rough year uh, for Rutgers, so I if I do anything, it would be two unders for those two teams. But that's where my head's at right now. I think I've covered all of my, my likes for the, the preseason here. All right, one more time for the good of the order. I like UAB plus 230 to win the conference. I like Georgia Tech under three and a half total regular season wins. I like Air Force over five and a half conference wins. And I like Southern Miss over three and a half conference wins. Fermi, what are you taking and what and what are you leaning on? Make sure you go what you're taking first and then what you're leaning. All right. So my takes are going to be New Mexico State over three, Pitt over eight and a half, Bowling Green over four, Kansas State over six and a half. And then my leans are UTSA over eight and a half, Rutgers under four, Nevada under four and a half, Auburn under six and a half. Um, I'm definitely taking those those overs that I communicated, though. Fermi, one thing I didn't mention at the beginning of the podcast, hopefully everyone has listened, or sometimes people will just go all the way to the end just to hear our final picks. So if you did, congratulations. We officially have our own Twitter handle now, at the real AG Pod, And it's the is capitalized, real is capitalized, the, the T and the R are capitalized, and then A, G are both capitalized, and then pod, the P is capitalized. So it's at the real A, G pod on Twitter. We are going to do, again, our Wednesday shows. Mr. Fermi and I talked about this. We really believe that we can run through the entire slate in about 20, 25 minutes on Wednesday nights just to get you guys thinking. Now that we can live stream, we can actually have you go onto our live stream and send us questions in real time. You'll be able to like, you'll be able to subscribe, you'll be able to do all the things with us so that we can get it in real time, which will be awesome if we can get you guys to participate and to do that. It'll make things so much more fun if we can put you guys in the chat and see what's going on on Saturday mornings for our coffee and quick picks. We're certainly going to keep that thing like we do under 10 minutes, 12 at the most. We'll bring on our guests so that they can throw their wins and their picks on there. Uh, Fermi, am I missing anything? No, just the start of the season, which we've got to let time do its thing. But I'm, I'm really excited about this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I love locking in season win totals. Those bets never die unless you take Washington and they absolutely stink. Whoa, we got to take it on the chin. Fermi, my, my net last year was a loss. Uh, I did do well in bowl season, but that doesn't matter. So I, I've got to have a better season this week, year. Anything that you're thinking about um, heading into 
this season that you're going to do differently as kind of a couple final notes here before we sign off? I don't think I'm going to be too different. I'm probably going to try to pick one SEC game a week at least just because I really enjoy following the SEC closely, um, especially as a Gator fan. So I'll have one of my picks every week be an SEC squad um, included in there. And then I'll probably pick, like I did last year, four to five games a week based on what I like the most. Um, and then, of course, we'll post to Twitter like like we have in the past. Outstanding. Any final thoughts here for me? No, man. You've covered it. I, I think we... This was a great kickoff for the for the year, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. Thanks is this our fourth year, or is this our it's, fifth? It's our fourth. I think that's our fourth year. Fourth year. We started on YouTube, and then we actually got you know our IP for um, the, you know the Apple Podcast, and then uh, you know even through that crazy 2020 season, um, we're here for me. I, I am so excited. I'm so happy to have you. And there's only one thing that I have to make sure I do at the end of every single episode is remind you all that when you're with the anonymous gamblers, it's only a problem when you're losing. We'll see you guys in about two weeks to go over week zero. Until then, we'll take it easy, and we hope you do too. Later.